0: Good, Rob, in the middle of a tropical storm down here in Florida, but I'm happy to be with you tonight. Power's on, so that's a good thing. So we're here on Thursday night. (laughs) Only a few flickers today, but nothing too crazy.
1: All right, well, I'm ready to do double duty if anything happens, but it sounds like you guys made it through the worst of it. I think we did. Moves on out, so very cool. Glad to hear it. Um, Yeah. We've got a, a, a packed show tonight, and so we're going to just dive right into it after we give you guys a heads up of what we have going on. Uh, we'll get to our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll question here in just a second. Um, brief hobby happenings, which is good because we have two box break segments tonight, a trifecta from Upper Deck, Uh, We also have a vendor spotlight with a new supplies product from Ultimate Guard. We have a special video segment with Cole Custer of NASCAR fame. Uh, One, two, three, four, five breaks from Panini America. Yeah, five.
0: Nice, nice.
1: And – in addition to some of the new releases that we'll be looking at in our break segment we've got some to talk about and hot in the shop plus we'll show you part 2 of our interview with Soccer Cards United and we've got some Which to talk about in hot in the, the shop World plus we'll Cup show you
0: part preview. 2 Sounds like a packed show tonight, Rob. What else really is does. new? Right. No. What, uh, what <laughs> well, we're
1: else off a week, new. it's always a packed show. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. was just kind of glad that I didn't have to put a 50-slide PowerPoint together for happy right. happenings. Yeah. News wise, it was just it was a little slower, so that worked out well. Sure. But uh why don't you tell us what tonight's Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll is, Chris?
0: Sure. And you can go onto our Go GTS Live Twitter account and you can view it and also vote on it if you haven't voted on it. So the Go GTS live Q question of the week is of these players on the Baseball Hall of Fame's contemporary Baseball Era committee ballot, who is the most deserving of a selection? And there's four choices. Albert Bell, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, or Don Mattingly. And currently right now, leading the vote is Yankee Don Mattingly at 32.7%. Second on the list is Fred McGriff at 31.8 percent and Dale Murphy is at 28 percent with Albert Bellow trailing this one at 7.5 percent. Some great names to vote on this one, Rob.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, um, you know, you can make a case for all of them. Which way did you go?
0: my favorite on that list. And you know, there's two of them that I really, really like. I don't care who your favorite. I don't
1: care who your favorite is. I want to know who's most deserving.
0: When you put it that way, it was very specific in the questioning. (laughs) Wow. Uh, It's not a
1: popularity contest.
0: No, I would still go with Dale Murphy. In my opinion, A guy who is a two-time NL MVP. Almost 400 home runs. I believe he has like 398 for his career. Um, I think he's like a seven-time All-Star. Just someone who I believe should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. And someone that I grew up watching during his days with the Atlanta Braves. Me being a Phillies fan. He also played with the Phillies for a few years as well. So just being able to see him a lot over over his career. I think Dale Murphy is more than deserving. If he didn't have the injuries that he had during his career, easily probably would have been a 500 home run guy as well. To me, it's a no brainer, but there is another guy on that list that I do think is really deserving as well.
1: Dale Murphy's and, an interesting selection. Go ahead. Yeah. The other guy would be Fred McGriff. So ben McGriff, the crime dog.
0: All absolutely.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, Dale Murphy, you know, I've got to I've got to talk to my old business partner from Cardboard Connection Radio and track down some of our archives. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite interviews that we did was with Dale Murphy. And when when you can get an athlete to pause. Reflect and then say, you know, I have never been asked that question before. You know, I'm a you know, an amateur journalist. Sure. And the fact that I, that he'd never been asked this question, I thought was interesting. I said, what was it?" I said, knowing that one of the big knocks on you is your batting average. Yeah. And how the last two to three years of your career played out. If you could trade a spot in the hall of fame right now, but you would have had to give up those last three years. Which would you choose?
0: (laughs) What was his answer? Did he have an answer for you?
1: He said, I love the game too much. I just
0: wanted to play. Yeah. You know, he had just bad knees, and that's what it came down to. And, you know, he finished his career with the Colorado Rockies when they were basically an expansion team. And that just shows you how much he just wanted to play the game, I would imagine, that he would finish his career out with Colorado at that time. And, you know, he never really had the most healthy career. um, But in the beginning with the Braves, he was just fantastic. One of the best players in all of baseball. Um, To me, he's deserving, but a lot of those guys on that list are. I mean, the guys who are leading the way on that ballot right there that we have on our poll. All three of them could easily be in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) James, let's go to you. Are I you...
2: I have all their um, baseball reference pages up. I was looking at it before we got on. And if you want to go by who had the most elite 10-year stretch of any of those four players, it's Albert Bell. With a 945 OPS, 373 home runs. Boom! and Right um, there, baby. If you want to, I think the Hall of Fame should reward... Um, elite level play over, I don't know how long a time, but and then I, part of that is because I'm a big Twins and Johan Santana fan, and I want him to eventually get in the Hall of Fame because he had a similar, extremely elite run. Mm-hmm. You know, the the later years weren't that great, but Albert Bell was, for 10 seasons, uh, one of the best players in baseball, and the he numbers was. say it. Uh, uh, and then I would have McGriff second of those uh, players. But James, Albert Bell was my favorite. I. I, uh,
1: interestingly enough, I would say the exact same thing. And I don't mind being in the minority on this poll. I think you I'm have, in the
0: minority right now with you. two.
1: <laughs> you have to look at the numbers. Here's the bottom line. Okay. Albert bell has more home runs per at bats than Dale Murphy or Fred McGritt Fred McGrit's group. Fred McGriff's stats are aided Mm. by a lengthy, lengthy career. And when you put his numbers up from an at-bat basis, they just don't even compare. Albert Bell's got a higher batting average of anyone than Don Mattingly. Okay. At 295. He's got a respectable in comparison um slugging percentage. He's second on that list. He's got the highest slugging percentage. You look at Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy's RBI totals one uh, excuse me, one thousand two hundred and sixty-six. To Albert Bells, one thousand two hundred and thirty-nine. And Bell did it. In almost 2,000 fewer at more than 2,000 fewer at-bats. When you look at Albert Bell's numbers in the context of by at-bats, unbelievable. And his career was definitely long enough that I think he is the most deserving player.
0: The only thing I will say, and I can't, I'm not going to argue with you guys in terms of Albert Bell because he was a fantastic player. Now, we all know how the Baseball Hall of Fame works when it comes to controversies and when it comes to past and how a player may have, I don't know, done reporters wrong or wasn't the most loved player in a locker room. And you can't overlook, I guess, the Albert Bell situation with the cork bat or his behavior with reporters and how he treated teammates and things of that nature. So there's a lot of things off the field and the controversies with Albert Bell that may play into this whole deal. But in terms of production and the numbers that he produced with the Indians and for the guardians, you should say nowadays, um, you can't overlook that. However, I just think there's some things in his past, which is why he was not on the hall of fame ballot that long at all. Um, I think that's what's going to kind of keep him away from the Hall of Fame, at least this year, maybe in future years as well. And
1: so that just shows you what a mess,
0: Hall of Fame. (laughs) It is. is. Look, my my favorite player is Barry Bonds in, in, in all of baseball. So no one is more controversial or has, I guess, the stigma being a juicer or, uh, allegedly a juicer. So, um,
1: and the, th- the thing is, is that Bonds was a hall of famer before he, is. Absolutely. he even
0: did that. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, for instance, a guy like Albert bell, was he corking his bat his entire career? Did he, does he have that thing with him as well? Um, because that was a big deal. He only got suspended, I believe for seven days for seven games during, uh, during that time. But that was a huge deal, and I think that put his career into a into a downward spiral spiral from there, even though he was still productive. But, um, yes, th- I think a lot of those guys, even Sammy Sosa, he should be on this ballot for this new contemporary list. There, there's no question. Um, just what he meant to baseball through that whole run with Mark McGuire. you got to so, put
1: all the juicers in yeah, if you ask me. You can't me. tell mean,
0: the baseball story without those guys in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Because- that's what the hall of fame is. It's a storybook of the sport and without their story in that museum, it doesn't tell the whole story of baseball. The same thing could be said with Pete Rose. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean the one that gets
1: me to, uh, uh, is 3000 hits, 500 home runs. Rafael Palmero is what never going to get in the hall of fame. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. You know what? Build a separate wing and admit it. And that's the problem is that baseball was complicit. You can't yeah. ever convince me that baseball didn't know. And it, that's, that's the problem. And so to, to virtue single and be all high and mighty and pious after the fact, whatever. And I, so I think stats matter. And that's they, why they do. I voted do. Albert Bell.
0: And I will also say this about the baseball hall of fame. Rob, have you ever been to the Baseball Hall of Fame? I have not. It's one of the greatest experiences I've ever been to. I I went there for a weekend with my wife. We had a great time. Um, It's one of those places that if you haven't gone to, go, because it's one of those things that you'll find worthwhile. And after visiting that awesome place in that museum, um, I came away thinking, and I always thought this in a way, that there should be a tiered approach to the Baseball Hall of Fame because not every Hall of Famer is created equal. So I think they should have separate wings. So maybe like a platinum wing for the top 30 players of all time. And maybe they're voted on by some committee of Hall of Famers. And then you have another tier of 31 through 100 as another tier. So maybe it's the platinum, then the gold, and then the silver. Just separate it that way because it's not right. When I look at a guy like Harold Baines, who's in the hall of fame. And then I look at Babe Ruth, they're both hall of famers, right? But one is so much greater than the other separated that way. And, and the idea of eras.
1: I mean, if, if you were to take like with the pictures that are in the hall of fame now, how is you could make the argument that if it's, simply statistics and you don't separate by era that there should be no other future pitchers ever in because no one is ever going to touch some of the numbers that some of these guys have because the game has changed so, so much. Sure. And it's only going to get even more difficult as with rules, implementations that they're trying out and things of that nature. But it, it, you know, it's kind of a, you know, we've digressed into kind of two different conversations, but, um, you know, stats matter or they don't. And, you know, to, to keep the juicers out despite them having the numbers and then to look at some of these guys, I mean, you know, the big, the big knock on Murphy is his batting average, but he's got 398 home runs. That's a ton.
0: That's a lot.
1: Friend McGriff finished seven short of the 500 home run club, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's an interesting story. Hey, James, what are, I don't know if you're in a position where you're able to look at a uh, chat. What are, what are some people saying
2: based um, on this
1: conversation that we've been having?
2: Well, I was talking with, uh, quickly Brad Connell in the YouTube chat and he said, Bell had seven good seasons and I said 10 and he conceded to the 10, but he thought Bell, Bell retiring at 33 years old was a little suspicious for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentioned peds um yankee fans are in the chats uh especially on twitch and of course they voted for donnie donnie baseball sure which uh is not a surprise and i think (laughs) even uh grammy 2601 i voted don mattingly of course so i assume a yankees fan good day from australia um yeah fox bull mentioned albert being bad with the media we've got uh, um I think we had some Dale Murphy fans.
1: So uh, what? That's early. a criteria for being in the Hall of Fame.
2: Not that, to some, I Well, guess. the
0: baseball writers, <laughs> the baseball writers association, did, does vote for the Hall of Fame. So that's why guys like. Do Barithons, they vote? They do they do.
1: vote on this? No, no, no. On oh, this, on
0: this one. The I'm contemporary
1: not sure era who committee ballot?
0: That's an interesting question. I'm not sure if it's the Baseball Writers Association or Or not. Or if it's the players. Or it could be the players. I'm not sure who votes on the Contemporary. Somebody may know that in the chat. But if it is the Baseball Writers, that does mean a lot. Um, If they still control this, I would not be surprised if guys like Barry Bonds, um, Albert Bell, certain players, whether they didn't talk to the media or they rub them the wrong way or they have PED issues or off the field issues. I wouldn't be surprised if that's still an issue with the voting process. Yeah. Uh, So I could easily see that. But if it's not, if it's players or if it's current hall of famers who are voting on this, it won't be a big issue because if you're a hall of famer, if you're a hall of fame talent, like you've been saying, Rob, if it's all about statistics, those guys should be in. I also think another criteria should be, Winning. And the only guy of these four who actually won a world series is Fred McGriff. So he has the stats. He has the winning. So McGriff, if you're looking at that angle, he probably should be in over all of these guys. But in terms of talent, I just thought Dale Murphy, if he stayed healthy and even still, even when he wasn't healthy, he still put up tremendous numbers. Um, You can't vote on if, (laughs) you know, some guys, (laughs) if if you look at games played, you know, some people look at games played and then their statistics and then they go off of that. So for instance, I'm going to really quick. I know you're a big hockey fan, Rob. If you look at Mario Lemieux, if you look at the games that he played, the goals that he scored, and you compare that to what Wayne Gretzky, the games that he played and the goals that he scored. It's very easily, you can easily say that Mario Lemieux is the greatest hockey player who ever played based on statistics from games played, goals scored. Because we all know Wayne Gretzky and his goal record. Mario Lemieux, if he never had cancer, if he never had injuries, would have easily probably had 1,000 goals. And it's hard to even comprehend someone having 1,000 goals in the NHL. But Mario Lemieux would have done that. He played, I think, under 1,000 games. I think he played 800 games. Yep. That's it. And he scored, I believe, 600 and some odd goals. I know. It's It's, it's insane. Yep. Um, so he missed five years of his career, and he came back, and he was still tremendous. Super Mario. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> All right. Good stuff, guys. Um. And if you haven't weighed in, yeah, please do so. And uh, thanks for participating in the chat with your fellow viewers. Um, We always like to have some lively debate when it comes to opinionated polls. Some are more opinionated than others. And if you want to look at the complete. Hall of Fame contemporary era committee ballot, uh, check out baseball Hall on the uh, on Twitter because. I picked those four for a reason, but also on there is Raphael Palmero, is sure. Roger Clemens yep. and Barry Bonds and Kurt Schilling. So now
0: here's a question too. How many can get in? I haven't read how many people can get in on this ballot. Is it just one
1: person? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. There's a link here. Let's see if we can eight former big league members, blah 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 review, uh to be reviewed and voted upon December 4th ooh, at the baseball winter meetings, but it doesn't say who okay. votes are. The candidates will consider duh, duh, duh. all candidates are living any candidate who receive. Bah, 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 bah. Okay. 75% of the ballots cast by the 16 member contemporary baseball era players committee will earns, uh, election, uh, along with any electees who emerge from the baseball writers. association. okay. So there is oh, a, dis- okay. they didn't say, yeah. they didn't say who I'm, I'm looking who makes up the baseball era committee. Uh-huh. I'm thinking it, I'm, I'm thinking it's players. Um, okay. But I can't be 100 percent sure. But because there's a distinction, I don't think it's writers.
0: Okay, that's a you know what? That's a good thing um, because the writers will keep certain players out of the Hall of Fame if they have anything to say about it.
1: Yep. The Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee is one of three groups eligible for consideration as part of the era committee process, which provides an avenue for Hall of Fame consideration to managers, umpires, and executives, as well as players retired for more than 15 seasons. All right. There you have it. It's interesting. All right. What do we got next? Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Little news. Notes, nuggets from around the web, and it brief again this week. Um, so we're going to kick things off with, at this year's National Sports Collectors Convention, PSA announced the winners of their annual PSA Set Registry Awards. Top award winners and new set registry Hall of Fame inductees were honored at a special PSA-sponsored event. In addition, for the first time ever, PSA is also recognizing set registry award-winning members at all various levels. So this week, PSA is mailing out the balance of specially designed, look at those, those are nice, designed PSA set registry collectible and animal pins to award winning members from the best of set registry level. Congratulations to all of this year's winners.
0: Very cool. The baseball Albert Pujols hit for the 700th career home run, sold for $360,000 at Golden this past Sunday evening after garnering 33 bids. Pujols became just the fourth player in Major League Baseball history to achieve the lofty total, joining the ranks of Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and my guy, Barry Bonds.
1: I have autographed baseballs from three of the four of them. That's fantastic. I, I, I bet you can guess which one I don't have.
0: I'm going to say <laughs> the one that I featured in Sandlot. <laughs> sure.
1: They never did give that back to me. Um, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> National Hobby Shop Day returns this year with 150 stores once again being uh, the place to be on Saturday, December 10th. This GTS distribution exclusive promotional event is limited to the first 150 brick and mortar stores that are GTS accounts in good standing. While we'd obviously love to be able to roll this out to every store possible, the generous contributions we receive from manufacturers and vendors as supporting sponsors makes that simply impossible. A finalized list of participating stores will be posted no later than probably December 7th on the GoGTS.net blog and the National Hobby Shop
0: Day Facebook page. Fantastic. Online streaming platform WhatNot is introducing the inaugural WhatNot card show, a digital on app experience with over one hundred vendors showcasing twenty-five thousand plus cards ranging from one dollar to, well, twenty-five thousand dollars.
3: The
4: show
0: takes place, yeah, sure. Twenty-five, here you go. The show takes place this weekend, November twelfth through the thirteenth. Admission is free. Simply download the WhatNot app and be sure to tag us with hashtag GoGTSPC if you pick up any cards. Absolutely.
1: Mark your calendars for Cyber Monday as this is when tickets for the 2023 National go on sale. The 43rd National Sports Collectors Convention will be held July 26th through the 30th. At the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, Illinois, just on the outskirts of Chicago. Multi-day admission packages and general admission tickets will be available beginning on that day, which is November twenty-eighth. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Nice. Quick and easy, Ellis. Right. Quick. All right, a quick video segment before we dive into our Panini box break segment. And we're going to check out Cole Custer of NASCAR fame making a Panini pit stop. Nice. Be back right after this.
5: What's up guys? We're back for another Panini video. We're here with Dwayne, my gas man on the 41 car, and we're here in his card shop in Statesville and we're gonna check it out. So for you, I mean, I know the last couple years trading cards have just blown up huge. And with your your card shop, The Pit Stop, I mean,
6: what got you into it You know, the last few years or as you were a kid? Uh, I've, I have collected myself for a long time and I had a bunch. I started back in 2013, just something to do with my time. Um, and wife said, "Get all the stuff out of my house." So here we are. I <laughs> yeah, decided to have find a place shop. for find it. A place. Here <laughs> it is. All
5: right, so I know you got about just about everything here. So show me what you got.
6: All right, so here, uh, being a Carolina guy. Yep. Here's a DJ Bowler. That was sweet. Yeah. How, How much would that one be worth you think? Oh, this is about 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. Um, if it's a rookie card, the values are a lot higher, but this is yeah. probably a second or third year card of his. Yeah. Here is the newest rookie. Oh the yeah. Steelers. Can you pick it? Yeah, I saw him play last night. So
5: I mean that's I mean that one should blow up a little bit just because he's starting now. Yeah. right?
6: Better, so it's like the stock market. Yeah. They play better, the card goes up. Yeah. And they get hurt the card goes down. <laughs> Cole, since we got you here today, would you like to rip into a box of gold standard? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you're saying these are one of the top cards that you got, right? This is the top uh, 2022 product from Panini. Yep, um, gold standard, beautiful cards. Uh, there's five hits plus two base cards. Mm-hmm. Should be a good rip. Sweet. Oh, right, we got a signed one. Pretty good one too. Look at that one? Crystal it's right Adobe. out of the box. Yeah, nice
5: patch auto. Yeah got another Hall of Famer almost I got I got almost half of them signed that's pretty sweet that's good yeah Hall of Famer there John John Randall yeah Shane Bolin signed Zamir White it looks like they put some of his jersey in there too that's pretty sweet Kyle Pitts it's a good one Jamal Adams Lenny Brown yeah I mean so how much I mean are there would you say any of those cards are really good yeah Crystal
6: Lave doing a really good job uh, and it's an RPA load number to 49 um, yeah really nice card in the patch so the patches really make when they start getting different colors and stitches in there it really helps so So
5: when you get the actual because they give you pieces of the jersey pieces of the shoes but when you actually get part of the patch it's worth more it makes
6: it more more
5: colors more value yeah okay (laughs) thanks for watching the video you guys be sure to visit panini and get some cards visit my guy Dwayne at the pit stop in Statesville See you guys later it
1: was pretty cool uh, yeah. one of one of Cole Custer's pit guys owns a shop I think that's awesome
0: really awesome
1: yeah very cool so we've got uh we can
0: <laughs> i'll remind you I'll, I'll send you i'll send you a text rob clean it up all right that does it for our box breaks
1: of the evening uh easily my favorite card that Britt baker
0: uh the Britt baker of the <laughs> time. i mean that's great
1: all right uh we're gonna update that poll question and then take a look at what's hot in the shop in addition to Make your face the, the new releases we already talked about. Uh let's see hit and refresh on that bad boy there. Going on that bad. Well we got Albert Bell into double digits. All right. Yeah. There you go. He's deserving of that. Don Mattingly 35.8% uh with 11 minutes left to weigh in on that if you haven't done so already, uh, please feel free to do so. All right, Uh, so we're gonna do hot in the shop and then put Chris to work pulling winners while you watch part two of the Soccer Cards United interview. And we're gonna kick things off with a product we kind of previewed a few weeks ago. It was a special iteration and but now the hobby version is out wild card five card draw football five encased autographs numbered to five or less in every box if you remember this product was absolutely beautiful and it's got a nice checklist of some offensive talented players and some key defensive stars as well this is a new super premium brand from wild card Loaded with top draft picks from the 2022 NFL draft. So 60 encased autograph cards in a case. So 12 numbered to five, 12 numbered four of four, 12 numbered three of three, 12 numbered two of two, and 12 numbered one of one. That's right. You're getting. One of each of those in every box. The player checklist includes players like Desmond Ritter, Matt Correll, Kenny Pickett, Brees Hall, Sam Howell, CJ Stroud, BJ Robinson, and many more. The player checklist is attached in the sell sheet up on gogts.net.
0: Nice. 2022 Super Glow Patch Autograph Edition Trading Cards delivers one patch autograph card in every box. This multi-sport release is loaded with top athletes and draft picks. This multi-sport release features guys like Stephen Curry, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Mac Jones, Victor Hovland, CJ Stroud, Julio Rodriguez, George Pickens, Trevor Lawrence, Chuck Norris, Jordan Davis, Malik Willis, and many more. Look for Hot Cases, where every card is a one-of-one patch autograph card, which is fantastic. This product features 35-category group break checklists, making spots less than $25. Check it out this week. Information is on the GoGTS.net website.
1: And next up, we have a new product from the folks over at Jersey Fusion. That's made by SportsCards.com, and this is Football Edition. Every box delivers at least two premium Jersey Fusion cards, including fusions numbered from 1 to 25 in every display. It's got an incredible checklist, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Walter Payton, Payton, um, and Eli Manning, and many more. Jersey Fusion incorporates an original trading card with a game-worn uh, player swatch or patch, fuses the two together to make a unique collectible, and they're then encased every day. Jersey Fusion includes a QR code that links to the original jerseys image and authentication. Uh, you can see more of this. Um, if you check out hot in the shop, we have posted a image gallery from this week. Uh, so to get an idea what those cards look like specifically, check out the hot in the shop post this week on gogts.net. Nice.
0: All right 2022 leaf stitches and slabs basketball delivers one autograph custom jersey and one slab buyback card in every box this unique hybrid product features an amazing selection of basketball's hottest superstars nba legends and more this box contains one autograph custom jersey and one slab buyback card as i mentioned look for autograph jerseys from greats like Giannis, Michael Jordan, Zion Williamson, Damon Lillard, and many more uh, score premium buyback cards from big names like John Morant, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Jordan, and many more. Look at that LeBron James right there graded to a nine. The Giannis Antetokounmpo autograph card. Check it out this week. More of the information is on the gogts.net website Really, really cool product.
1: Yeah, I like that product. Stitches and slabs. Mm -hmm. All right. And last but not least, we have a new version of Match Attacks for 2022 23, featuring UEFA Champions League. Three configurations as per usual uh, display boxes, mega tins, and mini tins. Uh, Each of the tins has four different uh, tin types to collect. And spoiler alert, there's even new high tech insert chases in this product as well. Check it out if you are a match attacks aficionado and a soccer fan to boot. Let's be right up your alley. Match attacks in stores now. And that's a look at the rest of the products that are hot in the shop this week, in addition to. Spider-Man into the (laughs) Spider-Verse series one hockey and prism FIFA world cup soccer. All right. As mentioned, part two of our interview with soccer cards United from across the pond, they're going to give you some thoughts on world cup preview as we put Chris to work pulling tonight's winners. All right. So world cup okay now to soccer fans in europe this is like the pinnacle this is like the super bowl of the sport and even more so i mean it's the super bowl it's the olympics all rolled into one so talk a little bit personally about you know Why you're excited, what your matches you're looking forward to, who could be a standout player, uh whose cards you've set aside thinking they're gonna have a potentially breakout performance, and you're gonna make a little scratch because of their success on the field. Whoever wants to go first.
3: You know, just 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 to say like the World Cup, you you've kind of tied it in a nutshell there. It's it's the pinnacle of, of many players' careers, you know. Even the players at the highest level, I think Messi and Ronaldo, for example, oh, when by the time they're they're done, they got to play five of them. So imagine if Tom Brady could only play five Super Bowls over the course of his full career. That's how like infrequent the are. There's so much to it, which kind of adds to just the drama of it. Like it doesn't matter how good you are, you, like you're you're lucky, you're blessed to play five because it's only every four years um, that yeah. you, you get an just opportunity to do it. Forget forget winning a World Cup, playing at a World
4: Cup. There are there are players that have you know long careers at club level and might win you know might win the Premier League might win the Champions League uh, you know they might win loads of individual awards or club awards and the let's say they don't they don't play for a country that has a particularly good team they just but you know they're they're very good individually but not a great national team and they go with the national team and after three games in the group stage of the World Cup they get knocked out. And you might look at that and say that's a disappointment but that player oftentimes will say i've won trophies and awards and accolades but those three matches that we lost at the world cup was the most proud moment of my career uh,
1: the Olympics is, is the fairest comparison of to it it is a whole other
0: yeah. level
4: um, and then in terms of who we're excited about to see at the world cup and um, just actually like did we were chatting this weekend we were going through uh, who the bookmakers have as the favorites and you're talking about the likes of Argentina uh, Brazil, uh, Germany, England, Spain. Um, the one we keep come back to, but we've been saying it for a while now because it seems obvious, but it's still obvious, is, is Lionel Messi. Uh, Lionel Messi's coming into the World Cup in unbelievable form. Um, he had this kind of uh, curse on him where he couldn't seem to win an international trophy with Argentina. And then last year, they won the Copa America uh, and became the South American Continental Champions. So... That team now that won that Cup America is going into the World Cup as the South America champions as winners with a winning culture. He's got a good team around him. Um, as
1: I said, he's in top form. And he's, he's like already... the Iron Man of soccer. It's like yeah. he seems ageless almost.
4: Yeah. Well, I think um, like it's because he and he and Cristiano Ronaldo are always talked about in the same breath. Um and Ronaldo is actually three years older. I think three or four years older. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So that kind of like makes Messi seem older than he is. Um. So Messi's thirty-four and Ronaldo's thirty-seven. Is that right? I think that's. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um. So yeah. So Messi's in his still in his prime as far as uh looking at him play.
1: That's amazing. Um, you don't hear that often about a 37-year-old in any sport, let, let alone one that requires that much on-field energy and running.
4: Yeah, so we're very excited about, about Leo Messi because he's going into this with a, with a winning team, with a winning mentality and with a point to prove um, at, at the World Cup. And he's already one of the greatest players of all time. So uh, he's someone that I think Argentina could win the World Cup and that would give him something that would put him, you know, Instead of being one of the two or three or four best players of all time, would put him in
1: the top two or <laughs> top one, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, who's a dark horse team that you know you're you're looking at the long odds, going, man, I really like them though.
3: Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think. Which me and Jason we really, really looked at the, the odds recently, but I think you could you could say Portugal. I think for me, the favourites are Brazil and Argentina, and um, they're okay. not like. Argentina are less favoured than a couple of teams but I think Argentina Brazil are the favourites. Um, if you're thinking long odds
4: probably I like the Netherlands
3: at long odds. Netherlands, yeah yeah, they're
4: maybe 12 to 1 or something maybe 15 to 1 at the minute and um, they're, they're coached by Louis van Gaal uh, who is an older coach a more experienced coach but hasn't he's managed the net, national team two or three times and has never lost a match uh, in, in regular time he's lost on penalties uh, but he's never lost a match during, during regulation time. Um, and they have a lot of good players. They're very good at the back. And they're someone that could end up, you know, no one's talking about them and then boom, they're in the semifinals. Yeah. You know? Um, yep. But it's it's hard to know because it's knockout football after the group stages. Anything can happen as the and US also, national team might
3: find out. Yeah, we're, we're going into it without a huge standout favourite. Like Brazil are the favourites by the bookies, but there's no... Back in the day when Spain were in their prime, it was very clear. Everyone kind of was like, they, they should do it. Germany have had strong teams. But there's a few teams... It, with injuries, we also have the first ever Winter World Cup because it's hosted in Qatar. So there's just a lot of variables um, to success that on, on, over a knockout games, there's only seven games if you want to win the World Cup, any, anything could happen.
1: Now, I mean, I'm sure you guys would love to attend. I mean, is that something that, you know... Are you guys going? I mean, I know that's quite a trek.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, so we, we, we have some connections through the hobby actually of people in this in Qatar at the minute that basically said if you look after your flights, everything else will be looked after for you. Wow. So tickets, etc. But both, both myself and Jason kind of just have the stance of not really wanting to support um a World Cup hosted in, in Qatar for various various reasons.
1: Okay. But apart gotcha. from that, like
3: we're we're 2026, it's in the States, Mexico and Canada. And I will be probably there for the full month if I can.
1: Wow, that's very cool. Very cool. Because I know. All right, we're back. We decided those guys are too much fun to have around, and uh, given that it's ten o'clock already, we're just going to do part three next week. Sure. Okay? <laughs> so we'll finish out uh, that with soccer cards United. And again, uh, thank you much, gents, for your time. I, I had a really fun time talking to you okie dokie all right so we have all right that's going to do it for this episode of go gts live the hobbies web show thank you for joining us and uh all willing we'll be back with a brand new episode next week in the meantime you know what to be doing always be collecting have a great weekend everybody